Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hi there, ladies and gents. Frank Flegg here, your host for this episode of the podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about seminars and expos because I have to admit there are two very distinct schools of thought and i've talked about masterminds previously as well so i'll talk a little bit about this but basically going to events in order to raise your knowledge skill base and further your personal development from my perspective I have been to events where I've got masses out of them. Literally in the first hour I could go home because I've got so much out of them. I've got my money's worth. I've been to events where, yeah, I could take it or leave it. And perhaps I would have been better off staying in my office and putting a 10 hour shift in or whatever. I did a two day event last week. I wasn't a speaker. I've actually spoken at the event previously, but I wasn't a speaker this time. I took four of my team, five of us went along. I left the house at about 5am on a Thursday and I got home about 10pm on the Friday. So I stayed overnight one night, but it was a really long two days. In those two days, I did a ton of networking. I didn't have a lot of time to myself. I got to the gym once. I only slept seven hours or so that night that I was away because I was up late networking. I was up early to have breakfast with the team the next morning. The seminars ran from all the the talk and presentations ran from 9.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. So there was a lot of content. So if we do 11, 12, yeah, but about eight to nine hours of content each day. My question, or the question, I guess, is was it worth it? Now, tickets, I think I went for a 500-pound ticket something like that so ticket from my experience cost 500 pounds for the two days hotel was 250 maybe slightly more i drove there and then parked in london so probably all in it was the best part of of a thousand pounds so a thousand pounds for two days is not too expensive well it depends on your perspective i guess it's not not chump change is it but the biggest investment is your time So if I'd got up at 5 a.m. on the Thursday and I'd worked until 10 p.m. on the Friday, how much work could I have got done? Well, the answer is a lot, lots and lots. But would I have got as much value? And I think that's the tricky bit because I got a lot of value from those two days. Would I do it again next week? Definitely not. Would I do it again in six months? Potentially. Potentially I would. I looked at people there who were doing it well and I thought you are getting value from this. And I looked at people there and I thought you are not. You would be better off sitting in your in your office or at your dining room table working. And so in this podcast, I'm going to attempt to explain how that can be the case. How can I get value sometimes but not other times? How can some people there be in the right place and some people there be in the wrong place. I find that when I'm in that environment learning, and it has to be a stimulating, challenging environment. Now in this seminar, in this um, expo, there were talks on topics that I don't know a lot about. There was one particular talk which was on 
artificial intelligence and how you can use GPT to leverage your work and to almost become a team member in your business. Well, I've subscribed to GPT. It's peanuts, isn't it? It's 25 quid a month or something. And I'm playing with it. But I think that probably sums up my experience of it. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just experimenting. I'm seeing how can it do stuff for me. So to have an expert stand there for an hour and describe some of the incredible things that they have enabled to happen in their business through using artificial intelligence, that was really thought-provoking, really, really valuable. I get a lot of value from the speakers. Uh, there were some quite famous speakers. There's a couple of authors there. Joe Wicks was there, funny enough. He talked a lot about his social media strategy, about how some of it was on purpose, some of it was by accident. One of the biggest learnings that I took away from that is a lot of people quit too early that, you know, he didn't have a massive following and then COVID came along and it really boosted his following and that he could have easily quit early. I learned a lot about staying in flow from him. He was talking about he's good at some things and rubbish at other things. And so one of his recommendations was to do what you're good at and get others to do what you're not good at. And that was a really good learning for me. So you can learn from really high quality people. You can learn really good content from people you perhaps don't know but are experts in their field for example there was a hat maker high-end hat maker he makes like 500 pound bespoke hats um, he talked about creativity and how he gets himself in the mood to make a phenomenal piece of art really in the form of a hat for someone and I learned from him. I'm never going to be a hat maker. I don't know how big his business is. I got the impression he makes all his hats. So his business presumably can't be multi-million turnover because I imagine a hat takes a little bit of time. And if he's charging 500 pounds or 1,000 pounds for a hat, then just by the virtue of him making every hat, he's going to have limited his turnover to a fairly small business. So I definitely get value from the speakers and the content and the knowledge and the subject matter. However, I think I get as much value, possibly even more, from getting off the hamster wheel and sitting in a new environment. And that is so valuable to me. And we've got a um, planning meeting uh, with our team coming up in a, in a few weeks' time, and we're doing an entire day. I think we're doing 9.30 to 6 p.m. And we've got a training facility that seats 100 people. We could sit in there. We could bring in lunch. We could bring in breakfast. We've got our, our interactive screens that you can write on. We've got tea and coffee machines. You know, it's, it's a really nice environment, but we're not doing our team planning day there. We're going to go somewhere else. And it's that change of environment that I think is so valuable. I've noticed quite a lot about myself, actually. I, I pay attention to, de to detail and I, I'm always looking to get the best from myself. And I've noticed that I drink a lot more water when I'm in a hotel. And that's obviously a good thing for me. I concentrate better when I'm drinking water. Um, but when I'm in my normal working environment, I don't drink as much water. And I don't know if it's because it's in fancy bottles in a hotel. I don't know if it's because I get sparkling rather than still. I don't know if it's because in a seminar you get regular breaks. So every time I go up for a, every time I get a break, I generally pick up a glass of water or pick up a bottle of water. So it's, it's really interesting. But in a new environment, I think more clearly. I'm not checking my phone for WhatsApp messages. I'm not checking my emails. I'm not picking up calls. And I think that's really important as well. The fact that, you know, picking up calls is interrupting my flow 
ordinarily but when I'm in a seminar I can stay in a creative mindset for much longer so I get a lot of strategic thinking done and I think the combination of a really for me conducive environment so a hotel seminar room I can exhibit a lot of creativity because of the the blandness and the basicness and the the minimalistness of that environment that definitely helps me to be strategic and creative i've written probably 10 pages of notes maybe more on my a4 day journal in there i know there are hundred thousand pound ideas that i have now captured on paper that i will review that will get fed into the plan and there's a reason we got the planning day three weeks time it's because the team went to that seminar we captured all of our learnings every lunchtime we sat down and every dinner we sat down and we looked at what we'd learned from the sessions we'd just been in and how they were going to influence the business moving forwards we captured them on paper And now they're going to go into our annual plan. They're going to go into our 12-month plan when we sit down. So from that perspective, it's really worth it to me. I also connect with people who are really valuable to me. So people I can collaborate with, people I can work with. I pick up quite a few clients from these kind of seminars. If I think about the amount of business that I'm likely to do, as a result of that seminar, I'm just thinking about the, the meetings that I had. I had quite a few meetings. I'd be surprised if, as a direct result of that seminar, I don't get at least two clients, which just thinking about what level those clients would be at, I would expect that to be worth probably £35,000 over the next 12 months. Now you're thinking you've spent £1,000 I feel energized when I get back from a two-day event like that. So I've had, in my mind, I've had a bit of a break, which is interesting because I've worked my socks off. I've had some amazing ideas that I can feed into our plan, but also I've done some business that has paid for the financial cost of that, you know, 35 times over. Potentially, it's not signed business, but I've done quite a few of these kind of things, and I know um, my conversion rates, and I know what a qualified buyer looks like, etc. So... Those are probably the main benefits of going to an event like this. Why would it be a bad idea? Quite a few reasons. One, there's a lot of selling that goes on. There's a lot of selling from the stage. People are trying to entice you to buy their product, their course, etc. Now, the interesting thing is I am actually considering buying a piece of software that was demonstrated while we were there and I think looks quite good. It's about £100 a month. And I think we'll get really good value across my businesses from it. It's okay to buy from these places, but I see a lot of people buy in error when they shouldn't do. When it's not in their best interest, the product isn't a valuable product, they've just had a really good sales pitch. And of course, the people on stage are normally pretty good at selling because that's why they're on stage. And so I see people go to these for inspiration and motivation. And I, and I think that's okay. I come away motivated and inspired, but then they don't take action. Case in point, I chatted to one person, they were talking about their business, saying how amazing it was, etc. Um, and I don't know what prompted me to ask the question, but I said, so how many clients have you got? And they said, well, I haven't got any yet. But they'd earlier told me that they started this business three years ago. So they've got no clients. 
no clients whatsoever and they've had that business for three years and i i said so do you often come to these events because this particular event runs twice a year and they said yeah i come to all of them and i thought how much more learning do you need to do how much more networking do you need to do in order to start your business because it hasn't started yet that particular person would have been better off with a coach or would have been better off just taking a shed load of action and testing and measuring stuff by experience. For that particular person, there's a, a nickname, Seminar Junkies. And they're people that just go from one seminar to the next to the next because they, they're relatively inexpensive. You can get into that seminar room for as little as about £100 maybe. So it can be really cheap. And if you feel amazing for those two days... If you go and stay in a really cheap Airbnb, you're surrounding yourself with people who are telling you that you can have a successful business, that you are on the right path, that it's easy to just do this. If I, if I think about everything that was presented from stage, there's probably a hundred things and they all sound really easy. But of course, the devil's in the detail and there's no shortcut to success. And I think I'm quite a sophisticated buyer. I think I've been to enough of these events i've presented at enough of these events i've sold from stage at enough of these events to be able to discern what's good for me and what's not to discern or differentiate between when i'm there and the presenter's not actually going to help me much but i've got an hour now where i can sit with no distractions in a fresh environment so I can do a load of planning. That's really an important skill, I think. I've seen people turn up at these seminars and say, yeah, I'm just here to network and, and learn. And at the end of two days, they're, they're 15,000 pounds lighter. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I go to an event with very clear objectives. There was one person at this event that I wanted to sell to. I knew that my product was really good for that person. They, uh, they have a national presence. I was really confident it was a good fit. And my business partner and I ended up spending, over the course of two days, probably an hour and a half in quality conversation with that person. We've got a clear plan of the point at which they'll decide whether they want to go ahead or not. So really, really important to have clear objectives. If you know who the speakers are and you know what the content is, what are you going to learn from the the two days or the day or the hour it depends what you're you're doing it's the same if you do a one hour webinar I'm, I'm running a one hour webinar tonight actually I know what my objective is from the webinar I want to sell some of the specific product that I'm presenting on the people coming some of them will know what they're on the webinar for some of them will know that they're deciding if we've been very clear very congruent very open about what the webinar is about it's a question and answer session on a particular product that we sell. Some people will come onto the webinar with the sole objective of deciding whether to buy or not. They know the price, they know a lot about the product already, but they just want to ask a few questions, get a bit of reassurance. Great. I'm there to sell my product to people who want it, and they're there to decide whether to buy it or not. But there'll be other people that won't know why they're going on the webinar. They're just coming on the webinar because it's a free webinar. And for some of those, it will be a waste of their time. They're not in the right room. This product is never going to be suitable for them. Even if they wanted to buy it, I wouldn't accept them onto it. And most of them won't be able to afford it. And so 
when going to an educational event, it's really important to understand why. Why are you going? I've gone to some events with the sole purpose of building a relationship with the organizer and getting to know someone better, building rapport in, in making myself known. I've done that before. And so really important, really, really important. Another thing that I've done is I've gone to events before. Now, I went to the same event six times running. It was run every quarter. And I went six times in a row, three-day event. So that's 18 days I invested because it was the best selling event I'd ever seen. And obviously after the second time, I knew the content inside out and I was already a client. But as a client, I was allowed to go as many times as I wanted. It was about £1,500 for the three days, something like that. But I went another four times after that because I was writing down and learning and memorizing every step of those three days. And my conversion rate in my business went through the roof. My conversion rate about doubled over the course of that 18 months because I was getting so much better at running my events. And so I had a really clear objective to go into those. Now, did I do networking at those events? Yes, I did. Did I sell? No, because I was at someone else's sales event. So I won't sell if I'm at someone else's. If I'm someone's guest and I'm at, uh, at their sales event, I wouldn't dream of presenting my products um, because obviously that's competing with them. That's, that's not at all fair. But I did network and I did do lots of creative and strategic thinking while I was there, whilst learning from that best practice of what a sales seminar should look like, how it should be run effectively. I think my final point on this, it's great to go to seminars. I think if you don't go to any, you're probably missing out. You're not getting that shot in the arm of, of motivation. You're not getting that shot in the arm of positivity. To go to loads of them with no objectives, to do too many when you've got loads of work to do in your business, is a mistake as well. That is definitely a mistake. So those two ends of the spectrum are mistakes. It's the same with masterminds. I'm in two masterminds. One mastermind is two days every two months. So 12 days a year, plus a WhatsApp group that I probably post in once a fortnight. And then my other mastermind is one day, probably five times a year, four to six times a year, I'd say. So let's just say that's six days a year for argument's sake. 18 days a year that I spend in masterminds and probably three or four days a year I spend in seminars. And then I probably do one or two online seminars, you know, for an hour or, or two. So that's a lot. That's <clears throat> four or five weeks. Yeah, four or five weeks a year. Well, there's only 50 weeks a year. That's 10% of my working year. I am in a seminar working on myself, working on my business. That's a big chunk of time. I'm not saying I've got it right. Some people, it'd be better to do less. I think some people, it'd be better to do more. But I think the key is to do it on purpose. Really, really important to do it on purpose and not conform to other people's objectives. If you don't know what you want, you're going to end up doing what someone else wants. And that's a really, really important lesson to, to take home and to, to put in your pocket and to, to live your life by, especially your professional life. If you don't know whether you're going to do two days professional growth this year or 10 days continuing professional development, then you're going to be persuaded by ads or by the lack of ads 
or promotion to do stuff or not do stuff. You're leaving it to chance. And that's not good. You don't want to leave it to chance. You want to do things on purpose. You want to do things because they're going to lead you to success, lead you to your goals. And that is absolutely critical. It's absolutely critical that you have your plan for your business and your life, that you know how much strategy you're going to do. You know how much planning you're going to do. You know how much learning you're going to do. You know how much action you're going to take. Because all the time that you're in these seminars and masterminds, you are not doing the do. You're not in your business doing the do. And you, you have to remember, I've, I've got a team of 16 now, might even be 17 employees plus subcontractors in my development company, my building development company. So I have quite a lot of leverage. And what that means is from those four or five weeks a year, all the ideas I get can be implemented by other people. So if you don't have that much leverage, if you have a smaller team or indeed no team, then you perhaps don't want to do as, as much learning because you're the implementation is going to be a lot more costly to you. The other thing that's worth mentioning, and we've talked about masterminds, we've talked about seminars, but also holidays fit into this category for me. I deliberately go on holiday to really nice environments because my environment is really important to me. Being in a really nice, pleasurable environment helps me to perform at my best. I love variety in my life. And so I love working really hard when I'm working. But equally, I love going away a lot. I was chatting to my friend actually on WhatsApp and he's got a very successful multi-million pound business. And he, he, he told me, and this made me chuckle, that he's taking 13 weeks off in the next 20. So he's taking two thirds of his uh, summer off, which is amazing. I'm delighted for him. But I bet he will do some strategic thinking while he's away. I bet he'll really have some great ideas. And that's the beauty of it. That is the beauty of looking after yourself, of feeding your mind. And if you can get that right, you will grow and grow and grow. And the more you grow, the better you get, the better your results. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope it's inspired you. I hope it's helped you to get the balance in your business between doing and working on your business. Until next time, happy investing. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.